From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and welcome to Open Mic Night at Highway 89. Uh, This doesn't mean that we have let total strangers just walk in off the street. We are not that brave yet. But we have invited three different local female singers, songwriters, all kinds of different music. I think you're going to love some new sounds. You may not have heard instruments on a loop pedal. And we have Alyssa Piper playing violin and singing, yes, even at the same time. Emily Brown, piano and vocals. Also, Janessa Smith playing the harp, also with a loop pedal and vocals, plus Julianne Bruff. Together, Janessa and Julianne are gold myth. So we'll start with Alyssa Piper. Here she is on a brand new song premiering right now as you hear it, Sapling, Trusting Moonlight. I see 
That's Sapling, Trusting Moonlight. We've just been listening to Alyssa Piper. She's a singer-songwriter and a classically trained violinist. In the fall of 2014, Alyssa released a short album called Night Wings, and she's currently working on a new set of songs she plans to record and produce herself. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. I feel like I should talk like this because it was so <laughs> mysterious. I love the atmosphere of what you were creating there. Thank you. So for someone who has no idea what looping is, what, what do you say? Um, so it's basically a soundboard that I'm able to plug my violin into through uh, a microphone that I have on my violin. And then there are just different settings, different pedals I can press to record loops, have them repeat, add things, um, switch between so things. layer on layer, and it's all you that people were hearing. Yeah. Well, we read that your mom had a violin when you were little, that she would yeah. pull out sometimes and play. Did you ever play that violin? I did, yeah. For a while when I was 12, I actually was... Um, big enough at that point to use that violin and so I did play on that violin for so you started on one of the smaller yeah I think I started on like a a fourth size or something really teeny (laughs) yeah (laughs) well you have had a lot of success uh, classical performing and Utah State Sterling Scholar of Music finalist in 2011 yeah I got to be one of the judges of one of those one time and boy the talent level for those finalists I'll tell you the judges are there scratching their head going they're all so good I know it's intense (laughs) but at some point when did the singing come in um I I did choir in middle school and high school a little bit and I came to a point when I was ready to start kind of creating my own things and I wanted to be able to put lyrics and personal experience into what I was doing and so I, I braved the waters and went for it. Do you remember the first time you got up to play and sing at the same time? I do yeah um, I was at an open mic night at a how oh, where was it somewhere at BYU actually uh-huh. um, and I was terrified yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good so. to be terrified now we should all do something scary now and then it means we're still we're growing. Yeah. What, but that was such a big change from a concert hall that kind of environment in an mm-hmm. ensemble to just being you 
being the whole act at an open mic night that's a, a totally different venue. Mm -hmm. What do you get from that when you're performing in a place like that? What do you like about that? Um, I really, I really enjoy being able to create something. I think I've always kind of had that creative impulse as a kid. I would want to paint things or draw things and would never be quite satisfied with what was happening because I wasn't as trained in that maybe. And so when I finally came to a place where I realized I could kind of create things on an instrument I was really comfortable with, that's just become a really rewarding experience for me. And keeps me going when you released so. that first short album night wings you posted that on Bandcamp, and we, we saw this line that said i'd like to thank my loop pedal <laughs> and studio dada dada and what, what uh, does that mean yeah so studio studio dada is my dear friend stephen cope oh, and he's uh -huh. a producer and recorder in in the provo area he's recorded a lot of great albums and so yeah that was really really great tool to record that with him are people so. still surprised when you hit the loop pedal and then you start layering or are people getting used to that is that a more common thing people see now yeah maybe maybe it depends um i know i've seen people using them before and people probably have too um maybe it's generational yeah, i don't know i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> we're used to guitarists having like enough pedals to drive an airplane Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do want to ask before we hear another number about uh, being a teacher, the Suzuki Association, and what we we read you about you talking about teaching. I love this line. It said there are many routes to take with music, and encourage my students to find what resonates with them. And mm -hmm. I assume that means from classical to fiddle to to what you're doing. Definitely, um, I think that's something that I really am still trying to develop. Like in mentoring people, I want to be able to help them to have the the foundation that they need classically and otherwise, but I want to be able to encourage people I work with to be able to pursue creative projects and feel like confident doing so. Oh, nice. We're going to hear some more music. Again, this is Alyssa Piper with one of her own pieces. This one is Garden of Eve, Grow in Me. Can't breathe. 
That's Garden of Eve, Grow in Me. We've been listening to Alyssa Piper. She has a short album called Night Wings, and she's currently working on a new set of songs she plans to record and produce herself. We're going to hear Emily Brown now, a singer-songwriter based in Provo, Utah. She's released her first album, This Goes With Us, in 2011, followed up a year later with Green Things, and she has two more albums in the work, Emily Frown and Bee Eater. How do you have two albums in the works at the same time, Emily? Um, I think all musicians probably get ahead of themselves songwriting-wise. I don't know. That's kind of that's what's happened to me is I just have written too many songs. Um, and I've and yeah, I've just started work on two records different so what does kind of Emily Frown mean? That sounds like the sad song <laughs> album. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's uh, mostly about my experiences with anxiety and depression, and I've kind of been like moving past that over the past like six months and stuff. And I wrote uh, quite a few songs about it in the summer, um, and I just like wanted to make something out of them. So yeah. And Bee Eater. Yeah. This does not sound pleasant. <laughs> yeah, Beater is um just kind of like a bunch of songs that I've written since like 2014 and like some in in uh, 2012 even and uh, and the name of it comes from like there's there's like this I can't even remember where the, the bird is from but it's the name of this really pretty bird um, and I think it's like a kind of a songbird but um it's like it's really beautiful and I don't know I mostly I like the way that the words sound honestly but yeah. You've also been part of the, I guess we'll call it the Provo Sampler. You're involved in Provo's cultural and artistic scene. Yeah, yeah. Also organizing events with recurring local music showcases. And mm -hmm. we saw one list of artists for one of those shows, like 14 artists. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I curate Provo Sampler. And um, so basically what we do is we invite like a, lots of musicians that we admire and respect. And sometimes like people that I don't really know very well, but like if like know about their music and um, they come in. We usually do it on my front porch. We set up a PA and a whole sound system and people come <laughs> and just crowd around my lawn. And we listen to like two songs at a time from like 14 people. It's really, it's pretty cool. But there's something you get out of being involved in the community of the artists, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I love, I love meeting people. I love like making new friends and, um, and I, I love local music. And so, and I don't know, I just like making like my friends happy. And so it's a good combination of those kinds of things. We're going to hear a song of yours called Nocturne. I wonder if you'll set this up. Yeah, sure. Um, Nocturne is a song that I wrote uh, probably around 2010, um, so I was like 19. Um, a lot of it has to do with, um, well, a lot of the imagery has to do with my grandparents' beach house in Newport Beach and experiences that I have, like driving there and looking out at the harbor. And um, yeah. Well, good. This is Emily Brown, singer-songwriter based here in Provo, Utah. We'll be listening to Nocturne. Watching cars on the road And scanning the horizon for the sea I'm sick of hearing I'm not meant for you And that you're no good for me And I'm tired of knowing you're not gonna call And I'm a fool for thinking that you will I've always been the first of us to fall if I'm in love, you're standing still. So winding road, please keep your promise and take me out to
So when you look at night across the bay, the sails all sighing with the evening breeze, the stars forever promising to stay, don't hold your breath, don't think of me. Emily Brown singing Nocturne on Highway 89, live from our performance studio. Emily was a member of Lullaband, a book on tapeworm for two years, currently a member of the indie folk duo Porch Lights. Now, that Nocturne, that's kind of a classical term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also uh, Spanish on the last verse there. Yeah, it's uh, actually a line from a Pablo Neruda poem that I really like. So, And I used to be able to speak Spanish, and now I can't. So. <laughs> but you can sing it. Yeah. Now, we read that at one time in your history as a musician, you called yourself an anti-folk singer. Please elaborate. Yeah, sure. Um, So anti-folk is sort of this movement that took place after folk. It has to do with kind of like like the folk movement has a lot to do with like really political songs, um, like talking a lot about like peace and, you know, like just like reacting to sort of like, I don't know, like a lot of historical events that were going on in the 60s and stuff. And, um, and, And you can kind of like tell like the like some of the musical characteristics like just like these really pretty harmonies and like and uh arpeggiated guitar and stuff like that and um I think at one point I kind of defined myself in that way mostly not necessarily because um my music thematically like is really different from um like the folk movement but mostly because like uh I think like the music identifies like um with like some of the characteristics of anti-folk I guess um anyway (laughs) Well, you have one particular song that's on both of your albums. Yeah. It's called uh, Don't Call Me Sweetheart. And I, we were thinking, well, either she loves it so much and her fans love it so much, it must be on every album. Or <laughs> or you thought, I'm going to try that a different way. So what's the story? Yeah, actually, um, it's a pretty common practice, I think, to kind of re- I've noticed that people redo uh, songs on different albums. Um, and just in my case, I wanted to try it again. So... Nice. Well, yeah. we're going to hear a pair of songs now from Emily Brown. First, the one we just talked about that's on both albums. She's not going to do it twice, two different ways, but we will hear it <laughs> once, and then she'll sing Summer Song. Don't call me sweetheart. Don't call me love. 
Just call me yours, mine. This is enough. And don't whisper, baby, soft in my ear. I'm nobody's maybe, and the words disappear. Na 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 na. you out alive. 
Or would you know the difference if I lied? And behind the guise of honesty, I found a place to hide. Would you know the difference if I lied? Could I give the name of clarity to keeping this inside? Would you know the difference if I lied? That's Emily Brown's summer song. Before that, Don't Call Me Sweetheart. You're listening to Open Mic Night on Highway 89, live from our performance studio. Goldmith is next. That's Janessa Smith, who has a commercial music degree from BYU. She writes, she sings, she plays harp. Also, Julianne Bruff, who sings and plays the piano. And they're currently recording their debut album out in fall of 2016 with their single, Has to Be Better. So harp. Yes. You pick the biggest instrument to carry around. Is there a bigger instrument? I don't think so. I mean, (laughs) grand piano, but nobody ever moves those. Okay, well, I'm I'm wondering, uh, when people start a violin, they have a small size. Are are there mini harps? Yeah, there are. Yeah, I hope to one day get an electric harp that I can just take around with me to gigs. Well, I'm counting pedals. This looks like the seven-pedal version. Yeah, yeah, this is the big big one. So here's a harp player and a piano player, and you're working with a local artist, Mason Porter, from the band Polytype. He's known for electronic music, but he's producing. Yeah. So when did you start mixing? harp and electronics um just when we when we in the evolution of this band it's kind of um when we wanted to put something with it electronic beats just felt really right and um yeah we're we're kind of blending that acoustic electronic folk sound to kind of get something a little bit fresh and when you're not working with Goldmith, you also arrange pop music for your harp and a string quartet. You work as a studio singer. You compose tracks for media. So what kind yeah. of media? I mean, does that... Um, just, just like just... TV and film, commercials. So I'll just put music into like a music library, um, just composing tracks. So getting a degree in media music, does that... Do you find some good connections that way? Yeah, for sure. It really helps me with my arrangement and having a kind of refined ear to say what I want um, 
with recording or with um, parts that different people are playing in the songs. So, yeah, it's definitely helpful. Well, good. We're going to hear Gold Myth. We're going to hear Janessa Smith playing harp and singing, also singing. will be Julianne Bruff, and together they're Gold Myth. We're going to first hear Has to Be Better. This is Harp with the Loop Pedal. Gold Myth with Has to Be Better, together Janessa Smith and Julianne Bruff. We're going to hear another one right now. This is called Holy Rope. Looking out in the yard For a stretch of grass soft enough To walk on with bare feet 
That's the patch of dirt where it's mostly green. Some is grass, though sprouting up in weeds. You and I work sometimes on this old house, making something into something else. And when you have to go, is when I start. Figuring out how to be alone. Hold out hope. Cast me the holy robe. I don't wanna fall asleep and live an endless dream. Little songs as you drive home from your mother's dinner Sunday night, and I can hide away in the simple happiness we've carved out for today. The moments in between when the slowing. Lies heavier on me. Ocean at my back. When I wake up, then I'll know the dreams aren't meant to last. Hold out hope. Cast me the holy robe. I don't want to fall asleep. That's Gold Myth together with the song is Holy Rope. We're going to hear a one more harp and voice. And it, it seems to me, if my first thought was, oh, how, how unusual to have someone sing and play the harp. And then I thought, oh, just like they've done for centuries on Grecian urns and Irish bards. This is actually a return to something pretty traditional, but casting it in uh, something new, our days. So we're going to hear Ghost in Mind, a song about relationships. Thank you. 
That's Ghost in Mind, and that's from Gold Myth. And together we've just heard from Janessa Smith and Julianne Bruff. Ask uh, another question real quick of Alyssa Piper. Alyssa is, uh, we've got just a little bit more time. we got to get one more song in. Just, right. you know, we've got to be even, evensies or something yeah. like that. And we need you to do one more. Now, you played with the Provo bass band Quiet House. Yeah. Before and was there another group? Was it Bat Manor? We were trying to. Yeah, I played with Bat Manners, and they actually just kind of shifted into a new band called Choir Boy. So uh-huh. yeah. So when you show up, uh, I'm just picturing most most bands, or whether it's a, a folk or rock, indie or whatever, and you show up with the violin or the fiddle, like, "Hey, I'm here to play, guys <laughs> or gals, whatever it might be." Is is that a new thing for people to figure out how to incorporate that? Or is that something you just say, I got this, I'll just, you guys play and I'll do my thing? Yeah, I think with different people I've collaborated with, um, there are different styles. So I have, you know, worked with people sometimes where I've kind of had free reign to write parts in situations like that. And that can be fun. Um, in Quiet House, Stuart Wheeler um, choreographs, oh, what's the word, composes the the string parts and does a beautiful job of that. And so that's how we do it there. It's kind of more of like a traditional string quartet situation. Now that's something that uh, classical musicians don't often get to do unless they're doing a solo cadenza, mm-hmm. is to improvise. 
Yeah. And have you loved being able to incorporate that in what you do? Yeah. And definitely like in that last song I just played for you guys, um, a lot of it was based off of kind of some cues that I knew were going to be happening and some improvisation. So it's kind of something I like exploring. Well, good. Well, let's, let's, this next one is Roses and Collars of Stone. We'll let you get in place here. We're going to be hearing from Alyssa Piper. Just a reminder, her first short album was released in 2014 called Night Wings. She's currently working on a new set of songs she plans to record and produce herself. I hope you're enjoying our open mic here. It's really fun to me to hear all these different combinations combinations of instruments and voices. And uh, here is violin and vocals, Alyssa Piper. Thank you. 
Alyssa Piper performing Roses and Collars of Stone, not only with nimble fingers on the violin, but I should mention she's in her stocking feet because she's also talented toes, nimbly at work on the pedal there and turning dials and other things, putting it all together. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Highway 89. Alyssa Piper plays violin and sings, Emily Brown on piano and vocals today, and Goldmith, that's Janessa Smith, and Julianne Bruff, vocals, harp, and piano. Thanks to all of them for coming and sharing their music. And if you're listening at home or just caught part of our show, you'd like to hear the rest or hear it again or share it with friends, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89 and follow us on Twitter at byuh89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark White. Our film assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.